A well-regulated militia, being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed, unless you live in New York and are over 21, and have permits to exercise a constitutional right. Today, we're going to be talking about the semi-auto rifle purchase bill that was just signed into law by Governor Hochul. Also, don't forget to check out our other episodes and check out our social media, NY Gun Guys. Let's go. Welcome back, everyone, to the New York Gun Guys podcast. My name is Taylor. Today, I come as a citizen of New York that now is under the rule of unconstitutional gun control bills signed in by our governor, who is not elected. I mean, she was elected, but like nobody cares about lieutenant governors. But this was all pushed through in a matter of days. Uh, the media really ran a campaign to push this specific law through without really getting into the details of it. What we're going to talk about today is the bill that was signed into law that establishes the purchase permit requirements for a semi-automatic rifle in the state of New York. The Assembly Bill version of this was A10503, and the Senate Bill version of this was S9458. It was touted in the media as the raise the age to 21 to buy a semi-automatic rifle bill. And if you watch the debate that happened in the Senate, which um, we're going to be listening to some clips later to kind of gleam a lot of insight onto what these people think and how the process was basically done to put this to vote this into law. Even one guy was like, you know, coming into this, I thought it was you go into a gun store, you show your ID, you're 21, you could buy it. But no, it goes much deeper than that. It goes much more than that. What it basically does is it amends the pistol permitting process uh, law to now include semi-automatic rifles. But it's a permit to purchase, not a permit to possess. So any rifles you own are already grandfathered in. And this comes up in the Senate hearing or in the Senate debate, too, because it's unclear if you can, for example, go to Pennsylvania, purchase, let's just say, a compliant semi-automatic rifle and bring it back home into New York. Um, there's video clips that I'm going to play where we're going to talk about this, but you know, it's, it's an unclear answer. And there's also an unclear answer as if to, to say if it's going to be a registry or not. So if you get a permit for a pistol, all your pistols are registered. They're on your, um, your, they're on your permit. They know what you have now because this semi-automatic rifle permit is going to be issued through the pistol permitting, uh, section, you know, the county that you live in. Does that mean now that the rifles are going to be registered? Uh, some senators say that it's going to amend your your permit and you have to add uh, a rifle onto a permit. Others just say it's a permit to purchase. So we don't know. And ultimately, I think there's 62 counties in New York. And again, they're all going to be treated differently. Upstate, it might only take four months to get a permit. Down here in downstate New York, it might take two years. Again, this is why the Supreme Court case Bruin versus um, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association is so important. Because it really needs to streamline and simplify the New York State permitting process. And regardless of if you could carry a firearm or not, but just why is it so different across the state? But anyway, um, I'm going to be playing part of the debate here that goes back and forth between the sponsor of the bill, Kevin Thomas. He's a Democratic representative from uh, Senator from, from Nassau County, 
down on Long Island, and then a couple of different other senators, one by the name of Senator Frederick J. Ashkar, and another by the name of Senator Daniel G. Steck. And it really just points out a lot of the, the, the loopholes and a lot of the, they didn't know what they were writing, they didn't know how to do this, and it really just points out the flaws in this, and then it, it was signed into law anyway. Um, just a little bit of my own thoughts here. If they wanted just to raise the age to purchase a rifle to 21, they could have done it. They did it in Florida without having to, you know, say that, you know, you have to get a permit to purchase now. But this is a way that they that they say ensures a proper background check to do so. Yet it doesn't it doesn't, you know, do anything with the guns you already own. And it doesn't do anything with any other guns that you might want to purchase, whether it's a pump action shotgun, a semi-automatic shotgun, a bolt action rifle. So if it's really about saving lives, as later on you'll hear Senator Kevin Thomas says, they should have really, in, in my opinion, again, I'm not advocating this, but it would have made more logical sense if they just said, look, we're going to raise the age for all firearm purchases to be 21 in New York State without this crazy permitting process, without these crazy convoluted laws. And then that would have said they would have saved lives. But no, it's about further restricting, in my opinion, your constitutional rights. It's about making it as hard as possible to get a gun for self-protection. And it's it's about control. That's just my opinion. I mean, I'm not going to speak bad personally about these people, but, you know, there's other things that they could have done and there's other avenues they could have explored. But anyway, let's get into the first part of this video. It's the New York State Senate session from... June 2nd, 2022, where they were debating um, about this this bill. So the first clip I'm going to play here is by the Senator um, Ashkar, Ak Akshar, excuse me, Frederick J. Akshar. He's from upstate New York. Uh, basically, they're debating, he's talking about pur purchasing a firearm out of state. Does the legislation prevent anyone from traveling out of the state to purchase a semi-automatic uh, semi rifle and bring it back into the state of New York? Through you, Mr. President, I am a New York State Senator and I cannot prevent an individual from going to another state to purchase uh, a gun. So that person who just spoke was Senator Kevin Thomas. He is the one of the sponsors of the bill from Nassau County, New York. So like he said, I cannot stop another person from going out of state to buying a gun. But again, does the law prohibit somebody from doing that? Does the law say that now to bring that gun back into New York State, you need a permit. And this is a question that he constantly dodges and does not answer. But in a weird way, he answers it later on, which we'll get to. Mr. President, through you, if the sponsor continue to yield. That guy who was just talking was uh, Senator Akshar, just so you know. Will the sponsor yield? The sponsor yields. If I own a dozen semi-automatic hunting rifles currently, and 90 days after this bill passes, uh, what process would I go through if I chose to purchase the, my 13th semi-automatic rifle? Right now, if you own a semi-automatic rifle, you do not have to get a permit, but if you're going to get a new semi-automatic rifle, you will have to go through the permitting process, which is described in the bill. Okay, Mr. President, through you, if the sponsor continues to yield. The sponsor yield. Yes. The sponsor continues to yield. So can you just, uh, for my own edification and the edification of the people of this great state, uh, can you explain how the licensing process uh, would work pursuant to your legislation? So 
the licensing process, if you look at section three uh, of the bill, it, has, it says applications, an application shall state the full name, date of birth, residence, present occupation of each person or individual signing the same, whether or not he's a citizen of the United States, whether, whether uh, or not he complies with each requirement for eligibility specified in subdivision, some subdivision one of this section and such other facts as may be required. So this is basically, hey, your pedigree information, uh, your character and fitness, a background check. So that's what entails a permitting process for uh, uh, this specific gun. So he's talking about what you have to submit to, let's just say, your county to get this permit. But I think what Senator Akshar was saying is, what is the process now? Like, how long might it take? Is it dependent upon if you have a pistol permit already or not? And that's a thing that's discussed because again, you know, you go through this process to get a pistol permit in the state. It's long. It costs money. It takes time, et cetera. And now they're saying you have to get a whole new permit for semi-autos. And it's just, it's ridiculous in my opinion. Mr. President, to read the sponsor, continue to yield. The sponsor yields. Yes. The sponsor yields. So, Senator, is it the same process as one would go through uh, to apply for a, a pistol permit? Yes. Uh, Mr. President, to read the sponsor, would continue to yield. The sponsor yields. Yes. The sponsor yields. So I, am, I have a pistol permit uh, back at home. If I wanted, af 90 days after this becomes law, if I wanted to go and purchase a semi-automatic hunting rifle, um, would I have to go and get a new permit? So he's asking his assistant now, uh, Senator Kevin Thomas. She For seems you, to Mr. have President, all the answers. The licensing officers would be able to make a determination on that. Okay, note how where he said there, the licensing officers will be able to make a determination on it. It's not up to the licensing officers, it's up to the law. And this is where, this first instance, he doesn't know. He, he has no clue. He asked his assistant, she, she didn't know, and he doesn't know. So now, you'll hear in subsequent ones, then he says, yes, you have to get a new license. Well, what is it? Is it that it's up to the licensing officer to decide what's law and what's not? Or is it, yes, you need a new permit? And this is where the problem is. This dude wrote a law. He has no idea what it's about. He doesn't have, he, later on he says he doesn't have a permit for a pistol in Nassau County. He never went through the process. He doesn't know. And this is the problem that we have. People write laws and they don't know anything about it. And there's better avenues that could have been explored rather than just slapping semi-automatic rifle in the definition uh, it, or just adding it to the paragraph in the pistol permitting law. That's all they did. They just said, and semi-automatic rifle. That's it. Zero work and zero thought was put in. But again, he says this is going to save lives, which I don't think it will. But I don't, I don't see an issue with that. But Mr. President, uh, through you, if the sponsor would continue to yield. Will the sponsor yield? Yes. The sponsor yields. Well, you, if you'd be so kind, can you clarify that a little bit? I mean, my question very specifically is, uh, there are many pistol permit holders throughout this great state. Uh, 90 days after this becomes law, would they if they chose to buy a semi-automatic hunting rifle, would they have to go through a new permitting process, uh, get a new permit or a new license for that semi-automatic hunting rifle? Again, he has to turn and ask his assistant, because he doesn't know. Need a separate permit, but your licensing officer should be able to. So the audio just cut out there, but the closed caption says, he, he said, you need a separate permit give you more instructions on what you need to do next. Mr. President, through you, if the sponsor would continue to yield. Will the sponsor yield. 
the sponsor yields. I want to make sure I'm clear about this um, because it doesn't sound like, as the author of this bill, you're clear at all about what will happen uh, with respect during the licensing process. Because he isn't. Uh, now, am I, I buy a 30 out 6 semi-automatic hunting rifle. Uh, I want to buy that. Do I go in and, and see the pistol permit clerk at the sheriff's office and say, Brian, I just bought a 30 out 6 hunting rifle. Will you put it on my permit? and he puts it on my permit, then I can go back to the store, pick it up, and bring it home? Through you, Mr. President, you would still need to go through a new permitting process to, to get uh, a semi-automatic rifle. All right, Mr. Okay, so now he says you need a new permit. Before he says, well, it's up to the licensing officer, but now he says you need a new permit. And what Senator Akshar said is, you know, to add to your license. That means possibly there'll be a registry of all new semi-automatic rifles purchased in the state of New York which frightens the shit out of me because it shouldn't be any of the government's business what you own. Also, all the existing semi-automatic rifles in the state are not purview to this law unless they get sold. So, again, if they're trying to regulate something, they're going to do a piss-poor job at it. And in my opinion, this they created a loophole here, and you can mark my words on this, they created a loophole here that later they're going to say, when the law was written, it wasn't perfect, and we need to close this. So now, whether or not you possess it or you intend to purchase it, all semi-automatic rifles in the state need to be registered. Again, that's my opinion, but I wouldn't put it past these guys. They created a loophole and then later will exploit it when the next tragedy happens. But again, all they're concerned about is semi-automatic rifles when they should really be concerned about illegal handguns and the scourge of violence that is used with them in the state. We all see it in the news every day. You know, people shoot up a subway, drive-by shooting, somebody shoots up a party, somebody kills their their wife or their, their husband, you know? The scourge of illegal handguns is the problem in this state, not semi-automatic rifles. And yes, it is tragic what happened in Buffalo and in Uvalde, Texas. But at the same time, if you want to really get down to it, the, and I'm not diminishing the, the deaths of children, but it's a statistical outlier. Every day, any county in New York, there's gun violence, but it's committed mostly with illegal handguns. But again, nobody wants to give a crap about those people because it doesn't push their agenda. It happens in poor urban inner cities. That doesn't push their agenda to tug on the heartstrings of anybody who might be afraid of a gun. And now, when you when you basically put the fear of somebody's kids into their mind that might get hurt, oh, well, now now somebody's got to do something. President, through you, if the sponsor would continue to yield? Will the sponsor yes. yield? Sponsor yields. So, 90 days after this becomes law, uh, Anyone, either if you're, if you're a, a, a card-bearing member of having a pistol permit, you would still be required to go to the licensing agency in your respective county, fill out a new application, um, and wait for whoever the issuing authority is to give you the blessing, whether or not you can uh, legally possess that firearm. And that's important that he said there, some issuing authority that gives you the blessing. When you have to ask a governmental entity or government official to give you a blessing for a constitutional right, it's not a right, it's a privilege. And when it's arbitrary to where they could deny you that right, they could just deny you. And then you have to fight now to prove that you want your right? That, to me, just is, is a huge issue with this. And it's a process of amending your, your permit. 
if you've ever had a permit, a permit before, and if you wanted to add another gun, you would go and amend it, correct? This is exactly what it would entail. So now he's saying if you ever had a permit before, you would go in and amend that permit. So if you had a pistol permit, now would you amend it with semi-automatic rifles? Or would you have to get a new permit and then amend that with the rifles? Again, creating a registry. This, this guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. President, through you, if the sponsor would continue to yield? Well, the sponsor yields. Yes. The sponsor yields. Does the sponsor have a pistol permit? <laughs> Mr. President, no, I do not. Mr. President, through you, if the sponsor would continue to yield? Well, the sponsor yield. Yes. The sponsor yields. So you've never, you've never amended a pistol permit? Uh, through you, Mr. President, if I never had a, a permit before, I'd never amended a permit. This so, guy's an yes. ass. I'm on the bill for just a moment. So when they say they're on the bill, they're going to give their thoughts on the bill. They're not going to be asking the sponsor any questions. And I just wanted to bring this this part up now. And he discusses the issues that he has with it, which is really important, in my opinion. Senator Axar on the bill. This is the problem with this bill. You've authored a bill. You have no idea how the process works. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is the problem. In one, in, in one breath, you're saying... Uh, you would have to go out and get a new license. You have to go through a new application process. And then in the second breath, you're saying, well, no, you would just go and amend your pistol permit. You would just add the 30 out 6 to your existing permit. Mr. President. And that's exactly what the issue is. Like he said, he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. And this is going to be an issue now where people 90 days from when this 90 days from when this bill was signed i think it's sometime in september the beginning of september no one's going to be able to buy a rifle or semi-automatic rifle because they're not going to be able to get a permit for it right away it might take time and they might not know how they're going to set it up so <clears throat> I, I included one last little clip between this um this debate here because um it's just kind of funny and it just speaks to what these people um, you know, these people think, what these anti-gun people think. Sure. Senator Thomas asking Senator Axel to yield. It's about saving lives. And that's what Senator Thomas says. It's about saving lives. I don't think it is. I really don't think it is. Because at the same time, if it was about saving lives they wouldn't be requiring legal gun owners to go through this this hassle, this infringement on our rights. That's just my opinion. If it was about saving lives, maybe you would focus more on mental health. Maybe you would focus more about putting more school resource officers in school. Maybe you would focus on firearm safety training. Just my opinion here. So, but, you know, what do I know? Do you yield to a question, Senator Rackshaw? Yield to a question, Senator Thomas? This bill is about saving lives. No, it ain't. There might be some technicalities here and there. A lot there of might technicalities. Be some bureaucracies involved in this. A lot of but bureaucracy. this is about saving lives and raising the age of individuals trying to get a semi-automatic that's being used to kill individuals. Again, putting in that it's used to kill individuals is irrelevant in this. He's putting emotion. He's impassioned. He's pulling at the heartstrings of people. But again, it's fucking nonsense. If you want to change the process at these gun licensing uh, agencies, you should put in a bill. And that's the only thing I'll agree with him in. <laughs> I'll give him credit on that one. The permitting process in New York needs to change. And that's why we have the Supreme Court case going on right now. 
Mr. President, through you, if the sponsor would continue to yield. Will the sponsor yield? Yes. The sponsor yields. So this bill really is about raising the age uh, of young people being able to buy firearms, 18, 19, or 20-year-olds. President, yes, and to ensure a proper background check. So now this last clip I'm going to play from Senator Akshar is basically going to be talking about out-of-state purchases again. And just note what uh, Senator Kevin Thomas does say about it this time. I just want to go back to this issue about traveling out of state. I don't, I don't think I articulated it uh, well enough. Um, would, it be a, would it be illegal for me, uh, 90 days after the enactment, to travel to Virginia, buy a 30 out 6 semi-automatic hunting rifle, and then bring it back uh, to New York? Would I be in violation of the law? Easy question. Through you, Mr. President, we're only talking about purchases that are made inside of New York State, not outside. That's very important that he said that because obviously New York State can't control what happens outside of its borders. But at the same time, if it's not a permit to possess a, a semi-automatic rifle. So, for example, in the case of a handgun, obviously you can't buy a handgun out of state with a New York resident and then drive it back into New York. It has to be shipped to an FFL. But let's just say for the sake of argument that, you know, you go out of state and you purchase a handgun just hypothetically again. And then you bring it back into New York State. That would be illegal because in New York, you need a permit to purchase and to possess a handgun. So for a semi-automatic rifle, if it's just a purchase to permit, uh, uh, excuse me, a permit to purchase in the state of New York, is that then valid outside of the state? I don't think so. Again, that's my opinion. I'm not a lawyer. And these are the things that the state's now going to have to work out. Because again, that's a big glaring loophole in the law that they just created that later they're going to close just to screw over legal gun owners. Again, if I go to Pennsylvania and there's a, a sh gun show there and I purchase, let's just say, a SKS semi-automatic rifle that's fully compliant in the state of New York. In Pennsylvania, there's no purchase permit requirement. In New York State, there's no permit to possess a semi-automatic rifle. So again, these are the questions that these senators are bringing up and they, they've fucking pass the law anyway part of my language but it, they, they don't care they just want to ram it through to say they're doing something and it's going to save lives but it's really not it's just going to make people who are law-abiding do things that they might not want them to do and still be okay with the law <sighs> this just gets me kind of really worked up here because these people are voted in i don't know who votes for them really if anyone saw this and still voted for Senator Kevin Thomas in Nassau County, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I really don't. I really, really, really don't. So moving on, I know I'm playing a lot of audio here, but I just really want people to listen to this because I don't feel like a lot of people did. Maybe they just heard the law pass, but I really want you to see what these senators are talking about when they're trying to pass this law. The objections that are brought up, again, this isn't every senator, and there's pro-gun, there's anti-gun senators that are like, yes, I support this law, and it's great we're doing this, and it's, it's bullshit. But these two people, I watch this whole thing, and these two people that I'm bringing up now, the next senator is Senator Daniel G. Steck. They're, him and Akshar are both from upstate New York. They both raise really good points to this bill and just show that the people who wrote this bill don't know a fucking thing of what they're talking about. So anyway, this uh, next clip is from Senator Jan Daniel G. Steck. He's from upstate Clinton, Essex, Franklin, Warren, and parts of Lawrence and Washington counties. 
if you move here from another state and you bring your hunting rifles with you, do they need to be licensed? You move into New York, you're one of the few people that move into the state of New York <laughs> from another state. <laughs> Throwing shade. For all that we have to offer, do you have to get a pistol permit, or a, sorry, a semi-automatic rifle permit? Mr. President, if you're bringing uh, you know, a gun from outside the state, which was legal in that state, and you're bringing it into New York, no, you do not need another license. Okay, straight from the horse's mouth. If that gun is legal in another state, legally purchased in another state, you do not need a license to bring it into the state of New York. Again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a politician. Don't quote me. But that's from Senator Kevin Thomas, who sponsored this bill. Again, now these are things that are going to have to be debated. And again, this is a big glaring loophole that they created that they're going to close and then screw over more people. Well, the sponsor yield. Yes, sponsor yields. If you're a New Yorker and you want to go to another state and buy a weapon there and bring it back, I just want to make sure we get the same answer twice. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, again, you and I are both New York State senators. I don't understand why I need to try and explain what another state's law is uh, and what hypothetical state you're talking about here. It's not a hypothetical state. If you live in upstate New York and you border Vermont, a lot of people go buy Vermont because there's no sales tax in Vermont. Or is New Hampshire or Vermont? I forget which one. But if you're up in Vermont, let's just say, or you know, you're up in state New York, you go to Vermont. I think it's New Hampshire that has no sales tax. Don't quote me on that. But you know, you live right on the border. You go get some maple syrup. You know, pick up some Ben and Jerry's, and then you know what? At this pawn shop, I see a nice ring and a nice thirty odd six hunting rifle. Again, do you need a permit to bring that back into the state? This guy says in some hypothetical state, we can't make laws and we can't, you know, we're New York state senators. But this is a very real thing just because New York state does border a lot of different states that don't have our gun laws. And these are things that people do legally, not illegally. They do this legally. And these senators that are debating with Kevin Thomas here are trying to say, look, you're down in Nassau County. We have different things up here that go on. And we need to know for our constituents and for the rest of New Yorkers that one, I think it's, he estimated 19 million gun owners in New York, what the laws are if we're going to pass this. And ultimately, I mean, these two other senators voted no on this, thankfully, but they, they're trying to clarify this. If the sponsor would continue, you know, my question is, 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 that law, is that gun legal in New York? Will the sponsor yield? The sponsor yield. Repeat the question again. <laughs> Asshole. If you went, if you had this permit, or if you didn't have a permit, you went to New Jersey and bought a semi-automatic rifle there and came back to New York, would you be violating this law? Easy question. This law is about guns that are bought here in New York. I don't think Kevin Thomas realizes that you could go to a different state and buy a gun. <laughs> I think he only thinks that guns are sold in New York to New Yorkers. Obviously, some FFLs might have issues selling, um, obviously, non-compliant guns because they know that's legal to do. But again, people who live on the border of different states, a lot of times they go and buy different things. And, you know, even some uh, FFLs in Pennsylvania, let's just say, cater to New York clients and they might have some compliant guns around or a hunting gun that's compliant and legal in New York and in Pennsylvania. So again... I think Kevin Thomas is just, he doesn't know. And he's one of the sponsors of the bill, or the main sponsor. And when he's being asked these questions, he's just trying to dodge them, I think. Sponsor would continue to yield. Well, the sponsor yield. Yes, sponsor yields. All right, uh, take possession. So, 
I have, I've gone through this process again for a long rifle semi-automatic permit. And I have guns, or I already have long guns, but I have them and I want to let my 17 or 18 year old son take possession of them to go hunting. Are either one of us violating this law? And the reason he asks this question is because the language of the law specifically says take possession. Now, if I give somebody a gun for a day or two and let them go hunting with it, I think that qualifies as taking possession of a firearm. It's not permanent, but that person took possession of it as an in charge of safeguarding it and using it responsibly. And this, there were other senators that um, asked Senator Thomas this question about take possession because obviously in New York, it is illegal for somebody who does not have a pistol permit to even touch a handgun. You can't go to a gun store and say, you know, I'm thinking about purchasing a pistol or getting a pistol permit. Can I check out this gun? Can I just hold it and see? They will not let you touch a pistol in New York. I think it's a felony to do so in New York. So again, the verbiage take possession is very important because if you do not have a permit, you cannot purchase a gun, a semi-automatic. But if you possess semi-automatics, those are not, you know, purview to the permit. So what is it? And again, they just threw the word semi-automatic rifle into the pistol per into the pistol permitting law and didn't think about this shit. Mr. President, this is not a possession permit. This is uh, a permit to purchase a semi-automatic. So if you're going hunting with your loved one and you are handing the gun over to them to do uh, whatever they need to do, you're not in violation of the law. Right. Sponsor, continue yield. Will the sponsor yield? All right, so over the last week or so, we've seen commercials and news reports from our governor talking about raising the age to buy AR-15s. Is it fair to say that this legislation goes far beyond raising the age to buy an AR-15? I think it does. That's more than that? Thank you, Mr. President. He turns to his um, assistant behind him who seems to have all the answers. And that's why the silence is Mr. here. Mr. President, I don't think it goes far beyond because we're, giving it, we're making the same requirements that you need in order to get a pistol permit for a semi-automatic rifle. Continue yield. Well, Again, as difficult yield. as possible. Yields. Does this bill only apply to AR-15s? That's a dumb question in my opinion. I'll just come out and say that. Mr. President, it, it applies to all semi-automatic rifles. All right. If the sponsor continues to yield. Will the sponsor yield. Sponsor yields. Regardless of caliber, would apply to a 22. This is a big deal because a lot of times, even in the SAFE Act, they exempt like two fed 22s. So one, one thing I was talking with somebody about recently is if this law passes, it'll be harder to get a semi-automatic Ruger 1022 in New York than it would be to buy a transferable machine gun in a state that allows it. Obviously cost aside, but just the process to do so. Transferable machine gun in a state that allows it. You find the machine gun you want, you pay the price, you initiate the background check, which is basically a 4473 on steroids, you wait six to eight months, and then you take possession of that machine gun once your uh, tax paid transfer paperwork comes back, and that's it. There's no character references. There's no arbitrary decision by some licensing officer. There's no submitting, oh, you said you have to submit fingerprints, but there's no submitting your, your work information. There's none of that bullshit. So in other parts of the country, it'll be easier paperwork-wise and, I guess, regulatory-wise to buy a machine gun than it will be to buy a semi-automatic 22 rimfire rifle in the state of New York. 
Good job, Senator Kevin Thomas, keeping our children safe and saving lives. Through you, Mr. President, it's a semi-automatic, right? So it's when uh, a gun this is that funny. can shoot faster bullets because it reloads faster. <laughs> shoot faster bullets because it can reload faster. What the fuck? That's almost as bad as Senator DeLeon in California going 30 caliber clip. In half a second, this is a ghost gun. Like, these fucking people, they don't know what they're talking about. It'll shoot faster bullets because it can reload faster. This guy obviously has never shot a gun in his life. And you know what? I, I don't I don't berate people who, for, who, who never shot a gun before because it's not for everyone and not everyone wants to. And that's the freedom we have in this country. But this dude is trying to pass legislation that will affect millions of gun owners in the state of New York infringe on their Second Amendment rights, create undue hassle permitting just to possess the most popular right style of rifle in America. And he doesn't even know what it is? Oh, God, this guy sucks. Those are the type of guns that we're talking about here. So a twenty-two. can you describe what that is? <laughs> uh, twenty-two. Uh, what, what is that? Motherfucker, like, do you know how dumb you sound right now, dude? And I'm sorry I'm getting worked up. Then this is the real me coming out. But this really affects me. It, I'm very impassioned with this. Again, maybe like a Democratic senator would be describing how they want to take your guns. But again, it's just idiocracy at this point. You, the sponsor yield? Will the sponsor yield? I, I want to make sure I understand your question. Are you asking me to describe to you what a 22 is? Through you, Mr. President, is it a semi-automatic? <laughs> this fucking guy. So now, he just shook his head like, oh, this motherfucker. So... <laughs> So now uh, Senator Steck is going to talk about, is going to go on the bill. He's going to talk about his opinion of what's going on with this bill. And uh, he blasts him. Senator Steck on the bill. <laughs> Mr. President, we are all concerned about safety. We all abhor gun violence. That all we do. If you're going to bother with legislation and you're going to jerk around 19 million New Yorkers, millions of gun owners that own their weapons lawfully, have for years. First thing I think you should do is make sure you're familiar with the topic that you're going to author legislation on. Damn right. Second, it should be enforceable and understandable. Yep. I went through this exercise of asking these questions like my colleague did because a lot of us are going to be asked questions at home about this and all they know is what they've been seeing on the television for the last seven days where we're going to raise the age on buying an AR-15. This bill goes far beyond that. And if you say we're going to make 21-year-olds, before I saw this legislation, I had in my mind that we were going to be showing the driver's license at the gun store to show that we were 21 years old. And that he actually is right on. Um, over the past week, I saw in the, in the media, in the news, I was, at the, I was at the diner the other day with some family, and they had um, local News 12 on down here on Long Island. And it said, you know, Governor Hochul signs package of laws, including uh, making it uh, making the age to buy a, a, right, uh, a firearm in New York to 21 or a rifle in New York to 21. They didn't talk about the whole permit process. They didn't talk about the years you might have to wait to get that permit. It's disgusting. It's dishonest. And this is what he's saying. People thought it was just show your ID. You're 21. Good to go. And they could have done that. They could have, but they took this this easy way out and they knew what they were doing to make it as difficult for New Yorkers to exercise their Second Amendment rights. 
They could have drafted a new law under the General Business Code of New York that deals with the transfer of firearms to say that you have to be 21 to purchase a firearm. They did it in Florida. And again, Florida is a very gun-friendly state. In Florida, you have to be 21 to purchase a firearm now down there. I, I believe I believe it's all firearms, not just semi-automatics. I believe it's all firearms. So they could have done that in New York. But no, they wanted to make it as difficult as possible for people to get firearms, and this is their ultimate end goal. And I think that if I thought that, there's a lot of people in this room that have thought that, and I know there are a lot of constituents back home that were thinking, oh, okay, we're raising the age to 21 to buy an assault weapon. What this bill does is the vast majority of long guns sold in the United States today are semi-automatic. The bill sponsor doesn't even know what a 22 is. <laughs> and we're talking about if it's a semi-automatic weapon, that's almost every long gun that's sold. And this isn't flash the driver's license, I'm 21 years old. This is do the pistol permit process all over again for millions of New Yorkers that have not had a problem owning or possessing a gun, this bill does nothing more than hassle lawful gun owners. This bill will do very little in a practical sense to stop gun violence. And frankly, the sponsor should be embarrassed for his lack of knowledge on the subject. I think he should be as well. Excellent, excellent job, Senator Steck. And I'm glad that you represent people of upstate New York. Hey, I wish you represented me down here, but instead, I'm stuck with Senator Todd Kaminsky and this clown Kevin Thomas nearby. Again, ultimately this bill passed. It passed, and I can't believe it passed. I mean, I I can believe it passed because obviously anything anti-gun is going to get passed here in this state. And there were other laws that also got passed in the state as well. There was a body armor ban. There was a ban on... Other type firearms, which includes stripped lower receivers for AR-15s. 30 days after that law was signed, if you got a stripped lower receiver, technically it's illegal. It's basically like possessing an illegal handgun. Um, If you have one of those short Remington TAC-14s or Mossberg shockwaves, technically, by the letter of the law, 30 days after enactment of that, or 30 days after signing, that is also like having an illegal pistol. It's an illegal firearm in the state of New York. I bet hundreds of thousands of those little shotguns, or firearms, shotgun-type firearms, were sold in this state. And now they made them illegal without any sort of grandfathering? That constitutes a takings clause by the government. They're taking your property de facto by passing laws. And I'm sure, hopefully, there will be challenges in the court to that, but they passed the law and they don't give a fuck. And that's the problem that we have. They don't give a fuck about millions of people in this state that do nothing wrong with their firearms and they bend to the whim of a racist coward who killed people in Buffalo, New York. He knew that he was going to that store to kill people and that they would be unarmed and defend and defenseless because of our state's laws. And now we're further restricting people's rights because of that madman. Like my friend, like my friend Tom, the federal agent we had on, he's like, you ever see the end of the, the new Batman movie? And, you know, they're blowing up everything. And this is what we're coming down to. We're bending to the whim of these criminals and we're just letting them do whatever they want. And these politicians are just signing these laws. They're signing these bills into law. It's disgusting. One of the last things I want to um, pull up here, again, I know this is a very audio-heavy episode, and but this is what I want people to hear. I want them to hear how these... 
senators debated this and how there are people who brought up good common sense points against this bill and they're trying to fight. But the governor doesn't give a fuck. These senators, the the pro-Democrat, the anti-gun Democrat majority doesn't give a fuck about your rights. This last clip I'm going to play here, it's a guy by the name of Senator Orr. He basically explains why he's voting no on this bill and ex- and sums up his frustration with basically New York gun laws in general. And I thought it was a really good speech. He's the only one that really mentioned how long it might take to get a pistol permit or now a semi-automatic rifle permit in his county as upstate. But obviously in downstate New York, it's going to be a lot longer than that. So uh, I'm going to play this and uh, let's get into this. Senator Tom Mississippi recorded in the affirmative. Senator Ort to explain his vote. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, I, lot of, lot By the way, Senator Robert G. Ort represents the counties of Orleans, Niagara, and um, that, that whole area upstate. A lot of passion in this debate, and rightfully so when you consider what has happened in our state, in my what I consider my hometown, Buffalo, New York, Western New York. I don't represent the grocery store where the shooting of those folks took place. But I live 25 minutes from there. There's not an American that watched the news about the school massacre whose gut wasn't wrenched who wasn't angry, and I'll promise you this, there wasn't one lawful gun owner who wasn't as upset or more when they saw that report. He is right. There wasn't one parent who saw the pictures of those kids that didn't feel sick to their stomach. Everyone here is frustrated, angry, sad, and knows that this is not acceptable. We can't be okay with it. I think, and I really believe, there's bipartisan agreement on that. And many of my colleagues have voted for various pieces of this package today. But there are some bills in this package that either don't do what they are purported to do, that won't stop bad people from committing bad things, but what they will do, and I want to break ranks from my own colleagues who kept saying, this bill will do nothing. They're wrong. It will do something. It'll do something for the millions of law-abiding gun owners here in New York State. That's right. I've heard it'll, it'll deprive people from exercising their constitutionally protected right. And that's one thing that these Democratic senators and these anti-gun senators don't realize. It's a constitutional right. It's not the right to drive a car. It's not the right to, to, to go buy something. It is a constitutional right, and it has to be treated as such. It's not a privilege. Although if you're a criminal, you lose that right. So maybe in that aspect, it is a privilege, let's just say. But we in America have the Constitution, and that should be the supreme law of the land. And these 
senators who want to pass this bill and who ultimately did and our governor don't realize that. And it will deprive them in the following way. If I, want, if I have an immediate threat to my safety, to my property, to my person, I have the constitutionally protected right to defend that property. I'm not going to get a pistol because that takes months. In his county, down where I happen to be downstate Long Island area, it takes years. It takes months in a gun-protecting county like Niagara. Some of you live in counties where it'll take over a year. Yep. Your permit agency will take over a year. But I could go and get a sport rifle. I could go and get a rifle, not a weapon of war. Every rifle was designed and every rifle can kill. My Glock 43 can kill. And it's important that he says that because a lot of these other senators say, well, what about my hunting rifle? What about this? What about this? It doesn't matter what it's for. And he's right. Every gun is designed to kill, whether it be a person or an animal or aliens, maybe. But every gun is designed to kill. And that's what, you know, you try to sugarcoat it when you're talking and debating, oh, well, hunting rifle and this, this. No. He's talking about the right to protect yourself and your property from whatever may harm you, whether it's an animal, a person, or your government. And this is what he's talking about here that nobody else has talked about. Can also protect my own life. That's why a lot of people actually purchase firearms. But now you will have to wait months because most, most rifles, many guns that are manufactured today are quote-unquote semi-automatic under the definition of this bill. So that's what the bill will do. For people who follow the laws, for people who want to exercise their constitutionally protected right, it will deprive them of that immediate ability. It will make them go through more hoops, which we have not been able to define. But will it stop the scourge of gun violence? No, it won't. There's been a scourge of gun violence happening all over New York State, in New York City, in the city of Rochester, in the city of Buffalo, not in a supermarket, but in that same neighborhood, in that same neighborhood, in the city of Buffalo, there have been gun shootings, murders, assaults. Committed with illegal firearms. That is the biggest point that nobody has brought up. And this guy has the balls to say it. Illegal firearms and illegal handguns are the problem. And when they want to regulate legal gun owners to the point where they don't want to deal with it, then they've reached their ultimate goal of ultimate disarmament of the citizens of New York. Illegal handguns. None of these bills will address that. They won't. We have a bill that has technology to help our cops. Problem is the technology doesn't really exist. He's talking about micro-stamping, the bill that passed. We're increasing the age, but we're actually doing more than that. We're creating a whole new process, which wasn't even laid out or properly defined. By yep. the way, not the first time that a sponsor of a bill didn't really understand the bill. Intention is good. Intent is important. But what the bill really does and understanding it is just as important. It was said by one of my colleagues across the aisle, if we can 
if we could only get rid of the guns or, I'm sorry, reduce gun ownership. That's a, almost a direct quote. And that really is the problem. Yep. When we have these, many colleagues of mine said, we, we don't, we're supposed to do nothing. We're going to do nothing. We haven't done nothing. The SAFE Act, red flag law, safe storage law, ghost guns. Don't sit here and tell anyone we've done nothing. Most of these bills have been around, although not all, many of them have been around for years. This has always been the agenda for some of my colleagues on the Democratic side of the aisle. And he fucking called them right out on it. Man, this guy needs to be just reelected. <laughs> I hope everybody in upstate Niagara and that part, like Western New York, like he said, man, I hope that they fucking reelect this guy. He's speaking truth. He's calling people out. And he's saying, we didn't do nothing. The SAFE Act passed. Red flag laws and other things. Which were SAFE Act was supposed to be the end-all be-all to keep New York safe. Passed through in the middle of the night. Rammed through. No nothing. Emergency. For an event that happened in another state. Much like Texas. With, with this legislation happening now. There's an aversion to gun ownership. The goal is to reduce legal gun ownership. Many of my colleagues said it over and over again. They want it to be a hassle. They want owning a firearm to be a hassle. They want cons uh, performing your Second Amendment rights to be a hassle. They want to make it harder. Some, I'm sure, would ban guns. Probably. Oh, most definitely. And that's why our conference opposes these bills, because we do not subscribe to that. I do believe the person behind the gun is responsible for these atrocities. No one on this side of the aisle has any culpability with a racist, scumbag coward who drove three hours. One of my colleagues said, well, maybe if they have to walk an extra block, they'll think about it. That guy drove three hours. He had three hours to think about it. Didn't change his mind. Neither is your law. It's not wrong. Anyone that can walk into a school and gun down a third grader, your law is not going to cause them to rethink that. There are real issues protecting our kids. There's an aversion. The aversion to guns is so strong, we don't even want a police officer with a gun in a school. While I was happy, there were bills in here that even myself was able to support, and my colleagues, the reality is this package, this package, like all those laws before, the SAFE Act, that was going to stop everything. Our governor, former governor, told us so. Here we are. Safe storage. It's going to save lives. Here we are. Bill after bill, and mark my words, we'll be back again. And for those talking about the federal government, the federal government is in complete control. One party, the majority party in this House, is the majority party in the U.S. Senate, in the White House, and in Congress. So if they want to pass federal legislation, they have the ability to do so. But even amongst Democrats in Washington, D.C., and across this country, there is not unanimity because they're not all as progressive, they're not all as averse to gun ownership as some of my colleagues here. 
So, Mr. President, we all share the loathing, the sickening about what's happened. But I will also add the shooter in Tulsa, Oklahoma, he was 45 years old. Not every shooter is under 21. Bad news for you. Yep. A lot of people who commit mass shootings are over 21. Because it's the shooter. That's the problem. I'll pretty much stop it right there because I don't want to bore you guys. But, I mean, it, what he's saying just speaks truths. It's the shooter. Not everyone who commits mass shootings are under 21. And also one thing that I don't like nowadays is that the media is, and, you know, they're they're saying, oh, 200-something mass shootings this, this year or whatever. They define a mass shooting as any instance in which three or more people are shot. Not necessarily killed, but shot. They made a big deal about that mass shooting in Philadelphia that happened a week or so ago. To me, it sounded like two groups of people who didn't like one another started shooting at one another in the street. And they're saying, oh, it's a mass shooting. It's a mass shooting. Yeah, there was a lot of people around, and they started shooting at one another. To me, that's not a mass shooting. To me, a mass shooting is when somebody goes and targets a group of people or individuals and, and shoots them. It's not this gang violence. I mean, it is horrible, and I'm not diminishing gang violence. I don't think that fits the mold of a, quote, mass shooting. But again, they say any people shot, any three or more people shot in a single instance is a mass shooting. So the numbers, in my opinion, are severely inflated. And then the news media reports it. And then you got some anti-gun people out there like, oh, my God, there's so many mass shootings in America. Another day, more mass shootings. When are we going to stop? And then... They introduce these laws. We're going to raise the age to 21 to buy a gun. Yes, I support that. But they don't read about what it takes to do so or what the state really wants to do. Put a license in. Put a permit in. Fees. Fingerprints. There's millions of people in this state who didn't get a pistol permit, not because they couldn't, but because they didn't want to be burdened with it. So they went out and bought a semi-automatic rifle for home protection, for self-protection, for property protection for targeting, target shooting, for hunting, for any reason that they want. And it, they didn't buy it to go gun down kids in a school, much like people on the left think of people who own AR-15s, for example. No. And it's ridiculous when people bring up that argument. It's legal to hunt humans in this country, or it's legal to hunt children in this country with an AR-15. I heard that the other day when they were talking about what happened in Uvalde. They said... You could go and buy a store and it's legal to go out and hunt children with an AR-15 in this country. No, it fucking is not. It's not legal to kill people in this country. Anyone should know that. I doubt it's legal to kill people anywhere. I mean, maybe some parts of the world, but not here. And this is why it was important that I, I felt that I shared with you this video from the New York State Senate session on June 2nd. Because there are people in New York who are fighting and pushing back on these gun control bills, but the majority Democrat anti-gun people in this New York state government don't care, and they override facts. They override common sense. They override the objection of people who, to them, don't matter, or they want to push their ultimate goal to disarm New Yorkers. And this isn't some crazy radical speak. Literally. They, they want to make it as hard as possible for you to get a gun. And then, you know what? People are like, fuck it. I'm moving. I'm leaving New York. They're picking up and they're leaving. They're taking their tax dollars with them. People are exiting this state at a, at a crazy rate. 
because they don't want to deal with the bullshit. They don't want to deal with politicians that don't represent them. They don't want to deal with the, the high cost of living. They don't want to deal with these municipalities that don't prosecute criminals and keep people living in fear. And you know what? It's going to come to a head soon enough at some point. And people are going to get tired of it. And hopefully we all vote for the change that's needed in this state. So with this, this bill, you could read it. It's pretty simple. Like I said, it's um, Assembly Bill A-10503. And then there's the Senate version of this bill too. But it's, it's a real travesty of a law. And it just... It, it just makes me really sick when I think about it. When all this was going on, by the way, and um, anybody who knows me or anybody listening who personally knows me can attest, I, I was a wreck for like a few days, man. Like I take this, and you know, I, I often joke about the left being impassioned and talking about save the kids, whatever. Like I, I literally lost sleep over this. It affects me. It affects people I know. It affects loved ones. It affects the people that listen to my podcast, that I put this information out there. It affects good people. It affects law-abiding people. It affects businesses. It affects small business owners who run gun shops that sell firearms to legal, law-abiding citizens. Again, when this law is enacted, do you think that they're going to be able to sell a semi-automatic rifle on day one of this like they would do at any other business day? Maybe to a police officer, but again, who knows how that process is going to work. I hope that we all collectively get together on this. The safe act, man, back in 2013, I was at that protest at Albany in, I think it was like January, February or something. It was cold. I was there. The media said it was like a couple hundred people. There was thousands of people there, man. I went there with a, with a good friend of mine who's now no longer with us. And I think if he saw these laws, man, he, he'd be, I mean, I'm sure he's rolling over in his grave. And I don't know if he heard about these laws. I was at that protest and we... We're just frustrated, not to the point where we're going to commit crimes like these criminals, but we're just frustrated because our voices aren't heard. 19 million, roughly, like uh, that one senator said, 19 million New Yorkers are not heard in this in this state. We are not represented to the fullest extent that we could be. And I'm not asking them to, to you know, make it s- no gun laws. I mean, that'd be nice, but just, just, just leave our gun, long gun, leave our guns alone. What you're proposing isn't going to do anything. Like I said, you could have just made a, a, a statute in the general business law that anybody who transfers a firearm or takes possession of it has to be 21 or older. That was a law that probably a lot of Republicans and, and pro-gun people in this state could get behind. I wouldn't get behind, but just to be bipartisan and just to maybe do something that, you know, if they had to vote or, you know, whatever, keep the peace, so to speak that's something that they probably could have gotten behind without much fuss. But again, they chose to make it as hard as possible. Guys, ladies, whoever might be listening, government. <laughs> I, You know, I really wanted to contact Senator Kevin Thomas. He is a senator for Nassau County. I wanted to call his office. It's over. I looked it up. It's over in like Garden City or Mineola or something. And I just wanted to talk to him and be like, look, you know, I'm a gun owner in Nassau County. Well, kind of. Long story. But, you know, I represent gun owners in Nassau County and all across the state. This law, just tell them one of my opinions. This law won't do anything. And you could have done this other thing. You could have signed a law to make it 21 without going through this. 
I want to ask him if he should get a pistol permit. I, I want to ask him, you sponsored this bill. Go get a permit. You don't have to buy a gun. You don't have to buy a gun. Go get a permit. Prove to New York gun owners that what you do makes a difference. Go get a permit. Go through the process. Submit fingerprints. Pay hundreds of dollars. Find four character references. Pull up your driver's abstract and your criminal record. Submit work information. Have them call your job. Have them talk to your neighbors. And do it. Put your money where your mouth is, Senator Kevin Thomas, and anybody else who signed this bill. You don't have to get a, buy a handgun. I'm not telling you to buy a gun if you don't want to because that's the freedom that we have in this country. But if you sign this law and you support this law and you think it'll do something, you go through the process and let me know what you think of it. And at the end, you could be like, well, it was a long time, but I did it and I think anyone could. Fine. But you do it. Don't give us lip service and say, it'll, it's about saving lives. It's not. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. This episode really um, is near and dear to me, and we have to get out there, be vocal, be heard, be polite, be courteous, don't break the law. And we got to let people know about this. If there is a certain um, organization that might in the future be challenging this law or taking it to court, throw them some money. Don't buy your Starbucks for the day. Give them 10 bucks instead. That's a better use of $10 than giving it to some anti-gun corporation. I personally don't buy Starbucks. My wife loves it, but, you know, to each their own. Anyway, thanks for listening. Check us out on our Instagram page, NY Gun Guys, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast information from. Thanks, stay safe, and just fight the hell. Like, fight like hell for this because it's only going to get worse.